Hey everyone, welcome to Contemplation and Disability. My name is Rob, and it's so good to have you on here with us today. I have a special guest. His name is Joe. He is one of my best friends, and I'm so honored to have him in my life. And yeah, so glad you're on here with us, Joe. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on your podcast. Um, no problem. And be a part of this journey with you. Thanks. Thanks. I'm, I'm glad you're on this journey with me too. And, and uh, yeah, I just know God is going to show up. So I think questions I wanted to ask you is what is your testimony with soul care? I thought about this one and I thought about it long and hard, I even prayed over this question mm-hmm. um, a little bit. And I, have 24 years in restaurants or did in 20 in management. And a lot of that was working multiple days a week, sometimes months straight without a day off. Wow. And having no, no rest. And I fit that mold of no rest for the weary. Mm. Um, and went to a conference for um, Eastern Conference for the Vineyard and Phil Strout spoke on uh, one of the sessions, night sessions on soul care. And it struck a chord with me. And I decided from there on, I needed to do some soul care and I needed balance. And I just could not go on much longer doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. and not resting. So when I, when I moved back from New York in um, late September of 2016, I decided I was going to do some things and do some changes a little bit. And what I did was I took my days off. I took one of my two days off and I designated it as soul care. And I did something I enjoyed like hiking, um, going out to eat is I did little things at first and I started noticing that even if I was still working 78 hours a week, those two days, that one day where I treated almost like an extra Sabbath, I treated for soul care. I did something I was passionate about, did something that gave me rest or just, it was something simple as, um, cooking a meal for people. Hmm. So, that that is kind of what a little backdrop led me to a little bit of my testimony in, in, in regards to to that oh, wow uh, i i think it's powerful that <laughs> you were you know you you designated one day for soul care and then you also had the sabbath and then you were still worked on 80 hour a week that, yeah, that is that is next level. Um, I I think it goes to show how powerful that soul how that soul care can truly be is when we take that time out and and do something that you enjoy. Um, that that is just very powerful. And I know you're a hard worker, and and uh, <laughs> I'm I'm very glad that you're able to, you know 
take time to take care of yourself and you can't take care of others if you can't take care of yourself. I can't. You got to listen. I think that's the key. Mm. When you get to a place where you're walking around like a zombie and you're burning both ends of the stick, so in a way, matter of speaking, you got to yeah. listen to people. And when people tell you to rest, you know, my advice would be is just rest. Um, we don't see what others see. And I think that's what struck a chord with me is when I walked in to the church one day and just was in a daze, uh, just so out of it. And it made me, I was sick too at the time because of all those hours. And so, yeah, something had to change. So designating that one day and I, I'll be the first to admit I've gotten better, but I'm horrible taking a Sabbath because mm-hmm. I try to replace one day as just as that day for soul care. So, you know, my advice to people would be is if someone mentions something, just listen and take that advice wholeheartedly and apply that advice. And I think you'll start to see some balance and peace come back into you. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's, it is very hard to step back and not only listen to but also listen to those around you too. That's, it is extraordinary. And uh, yeah, on the Sabbath, Sabbath was was a concept that I really liked, but I didn't really start practicing it until I started coaching with Justin and, and, uh, and you guys motivating me. So, <laughs> so I told, I totally, get, totally get you there. So you mentioned the Phil Strout talk about soul care is, would you say that that would be the first time you kind of got passionate about it or was this kind of more of a, an evolution of, of your passion of soul care? Uh, so when I previously had worked for Spindle City, mm-hmm. where you attend, I um, was licensed for pastoral care. And so it, it kind of developed a passion within me trying to figure out pastoral care and most people wouldn't link pastoral care and soul care together. Hmm. And why is, you know, for me, the why in that is the soul care, it, it changes you from within and it lets people see something different from the outside. So I became passionate about it and wanted to do more about it. Yeah, a little bit was Phil, but mostly was when I got licensed and realized like, oh crap, um, I've got to find a balance between working seven days a week between the church and my full-time job. And I have to take something seriously and I've got to figure out a way to find some balance in this. So as I started discovering this on my own, 
and people around me, I started realizing certain things. So, so to me, I'll make this a little personal between you and I is mm-hmm. I really started getting passionate about it is after the men's um, group where, where we met at Chris's because to me, that one-on-one time in a parking lot with you, that's soul care. Mm-hmm. So, you know, on the surface, soul care can look like it's just something you do or it's relaxation and, you know, I'm not downplaying it. It is those things, mm-hmm. but it's deeper. I think what got me passion was being able to speak into people and having those same people walk out their purpose and, and their calling. So if you're able to sit there and listen to the Holy Spirit and you're able to do the things that are patient and in the stillness, that's soul care. I mean, meeting with you in a parking lot, that's soul care. You know, mm. Showing up when you don't want to show up and listening to people. And even though they might be venting or they might be sharing something, you being quiet and listening to them, that's soul care. So, it, so as I grew and started figuring out my giftings a little bit more, the more passionate I became about this thing called soul care. And I saw the, how it tied into pastoral care. So it, it's, it is something that I, I feel when you get a hold of it and grasp it, it gives you a balance in your life and a discipline that allows you not to get caught up into the busyness of life, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that definitely makes sense. I, I, think, I think it's very interesting that you tied soul care with pastoral care. And uh, I, I think it really goes to show that yeah, we, in order for us to take care of each other, we need to take care of ourselves. And um, which I, I'm so glad you, you pursued that joke. I remember back in the day seeing you work that hard and, and uh, you were definitely going hard. <laughs> and uh, so, so glad you found that balance. And I, I think a lot of people can relate because we're, we're so, our culture is so busy. And, and, and we need, we need people like you, Joe, to, to, to show them that there's a different way. There's a different way of being in the world, uh, being busy and knowing when to rest. You know, I, thank you. Um, but it's, it's funny to me that how people equate business to having a job Mm. and you know I I like the fact that when you dive into a little bit of this with with the soul care um, your lenses start to get a little clearer and you start to see people in their life as you walk side by side with them in a different setting, different light you know for me, 
I look at someone like you, I look at someone like, you know, when you mentioned Justin and other people in my life who work, but don't work in a traditional setting mm-hmm. and don't realize, like for me, this podcast, I see it as a job you, you know, that you harbor and that you love and you do and you do well. Thanks. It's just as a job for you. Mm-hmm. And you know, leading the way you lead with other other responsibilities, and you might not get paid for it, but you're still working. You work hard, yeah. and so even for someone like you, um, and other people along the lines, you still have to find that balance to invite soul care into your life, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. That's did, did not mean to get off the topic sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's okay Jill you're good you're good so my next question is so you already kind of mentioned like the the different aspects of what soul care can be you know it could be uh, just listening to other Um, what what's I know spiritual disciplines can can play a lot into what soul care is, but would would you have specific spiritual disciplines that you've practiced for soul care? Uh, yes, I um, I allow people to speak in and speak over me, and. I've taken the attitude of gratitude approach to that um, to receiving that and you know one of the things is you use the word discipline so one of the spiritual disciplines I think would fall under is finding someone that can disciple you Mm -hmm. you know someone that can you know, be shrewd with you, someone that can tell you, you know, in love and with grace. But I, I believe, you know, having something like that, and why I say that is that discipline, and just in that word itself, it, it holds us accountable. I, I would use, I think accountability falls underneath that. You need to hold yourself accountable mm-hmm. to being able to carve out some time in prayer. So I take five minutes out of my day. And at some point throughout my day, I take that five minutes. I take, I do longer, but just, I start and do five minutes. And I simply just take that five minutes, carve it out. And I just rest. And I just meditate within the quietness of the Lord. You know, for me, that that's a part of soul care, is being able to find the quietness, rest in that quietness, and just receive whatever God's got for you. you know, we hear often in, in our walk in Christianity to be still. Mm-hmm. And the deeper I get into this, and the more passionate I get into this, and the more I figure this out those two words 
um, to me is soul care is to be still mm -hmm. you know so and then I think on the other side the non-spiritual side of this is taking care of yourself mm. and listening to people when they say you need to do this or that and I think walking away from conflict toxicity um, surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded you know, these, these are all tools that you wouldn't normally would not think to associate with soul care but when you stop back and think about it these disciplines and these characteristics these are things that allow you to find a place where you can be peaceful mm -hmm. you can find your balance and you can rest within that in that moment so I, I also believe uh, we go through seasons Mm -hmm. um, we go through seasons where, you know, currently a lot of us in our group are in a season that where we're just going through things of difficulty, but it, it, that equates to growth. Mm -hmm. But in that season, if you treat one of your days or treat some time off and treat it as a day of soul care, I believe you will find that you're a lot less stressful and you there's just a balance of peace to your life when when you treat it in in certain terms oh, yeah it ties back to all being spiritually disciplined mm -hmm. being spirit-led yeah you got to give room to the holy spirit in this yes yeah. you cannot box them out mm. And you cannot sit there and treat your Sabbath um, as a joke. Because mm -hmm. I think the Sabbath in itself, the more I understand and start to do this myself, I think the Sabbath, you can bring in soul care into that. Oh, oh yeah. I, I totally agree with you there. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I was praying for the interview uh psalm 46 10 you know be still and know that i'm god uh <laughs> kind of kept popping up which is really interesting because you brought up be still and <laughs> i just think it's so powerful and uh i how do you think psalm 46 changed your view not only like in soul care and like for for really the whole rest of your life like how like i think that's extremely powerful for me but i know for you too yeah if you're asking how what that verse or how that applies to me uh right now it applies to me very very real it's very relevant to me right now. I'm actually walking out that verse because um, I'm normally type of person, like I usually, if I leave a job, I go to a job. If I leave a job, go to a job. I'm never unemployed for as long as I've been. I've been unemployed since um, June 10th. And I've done this because I've had to literally take out 
and walk out what soul care is. But I've had to walk out that verse and walk out that verse in a very real way because I've done everything not to go in a certain direction. And I've had to be still and trust God and all things are possible through him. And I've had to learn to, to meditate and to be still and not allow the noise around me dictate my actions and my direction. So Psalm 46 to me is a good call to, to being disciplined in our walk. It's a really good verse. And I'm glad you brought that up because that verse speaks volumes to um, soul care, the, just the foundation of it. Mm-hmm. You, know, what is, you know, what does that verse mean to you? When you think about it, when I think about it, it, I take it very, very, very literally. Um, I, when, you know, when I got, if I didn't get sick, I wouldn't have been very, I, I would have been working very hard. And, and I think we still would have probably fell to the wayside for a while. And uh, yet, in when I did get sick, I was forced to be still, and so it was. It, it was a a verse that became very, very applicable, and and something that I can do to take care of myself. And so that that I, yeah, it's it's been so important to me, and that's why I wanted to bring it up, especially because you brought it up in the interviews and talking about being still. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, we gotta, we definitely gotta touch on this for sure. And yeah, it's just been so, so hugely healing and important for me, uh, learning to slow down. Um, yeah, that's just been really incredible. And it's, it's funny because, you know, when we started the group and stuff and, and uh, hearing you talk more about Psalm 4610 and, and, and soul care and, you know, you guys motivated me to, you know, go deeper down that, down being still. And, you know, I have, I have you to thank for that. (laughs) (laughs) It's been, it's been huge, uh, for sure. I definitely, uh, yeah, I think it's true. How's that verse apply to, um, you're talking about soul care on this. Yeah, how does that apply to um, contemplation in regards to, in meditation in regards to prayer? <laughs> That's a really good question. Uh, I I think it applies. It, it, well, actually, yeah, I think I think this podcast was birthed out of me being still just for for years and just practicing sort of prayer and you know. Um, one of the, one of the books, uh, uh, open open mind and open heart by Father Thomas Keating, and he talks about how the mind is a river and the your thoughts and emotions are boats. And I go over this when we do the contemplative prayer sessions, and you know, just uh, learning to give all that to God in stillness. 
I think I think mainly birthed this podcast. Uh, so I, yeah, it's 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 foundational for for, for me in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a blessing for sure. Thanks, Joe. I really appreciate that. And you you've been a huge blessing for me, and and uh, it's been it's been so good to be on this journey with you too. And you know, and I think I think we've all had been touched by the need to take care of our souls in the busy world. I think it's counterintuitive to our culture. Oh. Our culture just speaks volumes to you gotta stay busy. You've gotta do this, you gotta do that. You know, if you're not busy, you know, not every, it's almost as if you feel like you're being lazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our society could probably, our society could use soul care. And I'll circle back to you asking me what makes me passionate about this. So I believe soul care to me is one of the other things they're super passionate about is mental health. And soul care is a really good tool to be mentally healthy. You know, if we can be still and rest, and if we could just sit there and be in the quiet, meditate and listen to God, that was funny i never had that disconnect before but that's okay yeah i'm in my room upstairs so i think we were talking about society and soul care if i remember correctly (laughs) yes um i was tying it um to to me mental health i believe mental health is you know, I, I believe those two parallel mental health and soul care. And for me, it's what you see in people that deal with like anxiety, depression, um, abuse, trauma, you name it. Mm-hmm. And what I've seen as soul care plays out, not just in my life, but in my friends, family, um, people I've counseled, is there's a correlation between soul care and mental health. Hmm. And it goes back to being still. There's something about resting and something about being still that your, your mind is clear. You are um, zoned in for lack of a better word. It's almost as if nothing around you is is exactly that. Nothing around you. You're just in a place and in a space that allows you to be clear, to have that focus, to to hone in to what to what God is speaking to you, to what He's showing you. And that starts from a place of being in a place of soul care. Mm. And 
as I yes, I see this play out in people. And I see, you know, a lot of us have a calling, some of us do, for mental health. And to see God change and heal people in areas. One of the things I would stress is you walking in that healing and walking out that you take a moment to be still and embrace soul care. Because mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's a discipline we don't tie to mental health. We don't tie soul care to it. And I believe it's something that we need to start doing within the church. Um, I think even from the church standpoint, we, we talk and we'll share and you'll hear people preach about rest. Uh, but they won't preach about soul care. Hmm. And they go hand in hand. We won't. We don't hear many people speak from the pulpit about mental health. So there's got to be a shift at some point as we tackle this. As much as it is in the church, it is in 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 our culture. Is more and more people are becoming aware of mental health. And one of the tools we need to start putting in that tool bag for it is soul care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, it's, you're right. We don't hear a lot about soul care open and, you know, especially when it becomes mental health. I think, I think it's easy as, you know, at the church to kind of sweep mental health under the rug and ignore it. And uh, which has been disastrous uh, since, I think it was like three, no, it was definitely before the pandemic where there was just a string of just pastors committing suicide. And and I remember reading this article and the, the woman was, you know, uh, his wife, she was so completely shocked the fact that that happened and and uh, she had no idea the the mental the mental uh, health of her husband and you know um, it just you know really speaks to how our culture truly ignores into that yeah it's it's sad so I think I think you're right. We need to we need to start really championing championing soul care uh, for everyone, uh, regardless of of what they're going through and their soul that ever. Yeah, you you interviewed um, Tom last week, mm-hmm. and one of the things when I was pondering over what you sent me. I thought of Tom and Tom does this so well and he's he's taught us how to do this is I think what Tom does so well is Tom Tom does a form of soul care that just changes people from within mm-hmm. and we 
talk about, you know, what does it look like, you know. You ask all these questions. I think of Tom. I think of, you know, that one-on-one, -on -one, inviting someone and building that relationship and having a place where they feel welcome mm -hmm. and where they feel that they can open up where there's trust and all these things with this and just the impact he has and the influence he is and is a form to me of soul care because mm. you know, we tend to not we tend to deal with things on the surface and ignore the things deep in our heart and our soul what soul care pushes out of a person, it pushes out that you can't deal with the surface crap anymore. Mm. And you've got to deal with taking care of your soul and taking care of your heart. And it, it allows you to tackle roots. And if you seek out healing and you seek out change, you need to seek out things above the surface. And that's where soul care comes into play. It's a tool that will allow you to maneuver and, and tackle your root issues. But it will allow you to do it in a place where you're taking care of yourself, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. you're, you're working out whatever you need to work out. But what are you doing when you think about it? You're doing soul care. You're taking care of your heart. You're taking care of you you're paying attention to your soul and this all when you get above the surface you're taking care of your mentality you're mentally finding a way to cope and function from a place deep within so i take this seriously for a reason because you know my testimony speaks of it in itself because I had to go deep. I had to go where it hurt. And I had to find healing. But in order to do that, I had to take care of my heart and my soul. In order to do that, I had to be willing to be able to go below the surface. And as Christians and brothers and sisters, we need to stop treating people as it's okay to stay above the surface and start doing what's biblical and what God is calling us to do is to walk life and walk in community and, and tackle and take those burdens, but pray, love, show, equip people. But we got to do it below the surface and we got to do it a place within our heart and our soul for that. Yes. That's so powerful to, yeah, I think it, yeah, we, we do really need this. And as you're talking and sharing, uh, Proverbs 4.23 popped up and says, above, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Oh, that's good. That's powerful.
right? Now, in light of, so when you think of Proverbs 4, great, I think, okay. Would you, would you like, would you say the same, like, you know, um, guarding your heart is important of soul? A hundred percent, I would, um, you know, you take it a step further, it's part of your armor. Mm. Oh, wow. You know, you don't want to equip your armor with a trash bag or poncho <laughs> where something can pierce right through it. You know, you want to equip your armor with something that is bulletproof, something that's not going to pierce through. So, you know, that, that to me, when I hear that in that verse and, and equate it to soul care, yeah, I would say it's part of your armor. That is really good. Yeah. And all Ephesians, so the, the armor, we're talking about Ephesians 6. Would you say that the armor would be part of soul care too? Uh, yes, I would. Uh, uh, there's many things I think we equip our armor with. And I think part of our armor is having that around that belt, having like a satchel, whatever you want to call it, but a tool chest. Hmm. In there are different things we fight our spiritual warfare with. There's different things we fight with that we need to pull out of that chest and we need to arm ourselves with. And I believe when you go through the thickness of spiritual warfare, soul care is really important because what soul care is going to do, it's going to give you part of your armor that's not going to bend but it's going to give you part of your armor that's going to allow you to come to go from a from a place of clarity. It's going to allow you to, you know, cry deep, you know, deep within deep, you know, wow. to cry out to the Lord, you know, to partner up with your brothers and sisters, to do these things, but you're doing it with with armor on you that is. Uh, it's not going to pierce through your heart and it's not going to shift within your heart if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So it's it goes back to how you're going to equip yourself. You know, we talked about equipping the saints. You know, this is just one tool to equip the saints with. Mm. You know, you're, the birth of your podcast alone I would say it's a form of armor. You know, it's it's something that you can arm yourself with. You know, when you've got a million people telling you a million different things, and you just need to be quiet. So, I, I believe God. The scriptures quite clear in Ephesians um, the importance of having the armor of God. Now, I also am a strong believer that part of your, part of your tool chest, 
you know, what are you going to grab in that moment or in that season or in that time? Or what, what are you grabbing out of your tool chest to equip yourself with? You don't want to go to battle empty-handed. And you don't want to go to battle um, half empty either. And you don't want to go to battle with a lot of chaos and hindrances. So in that term, in that sense, you know, soul care is, um, it's a good way to set your mind on the things that you need to set them on and set it on with a clear and precise focus of that. So you don't want to come from a place where it's cloudy. And if you want to come into a place of clarity, it needs to start with your soul and your heart. Ooh, that is so good. Yeah, I think the heart is, we need to protect that for sure. And I think soul, soul care is, 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 I think, one of the first kind of lines of defense that we can take to let our heart heal and, and uh, have more clarity. And it, there's so many options out there to, to pull from. I'm glad you brought that up because I think sometimes we, we, we focus on a few things here and there. And like, you know, like it's very focused on, okay, just stab it. But then there's other tools set prayer, listening. And I'm, I'm so glad. Cool. You, you also brought up like, I think it's important is when you said that we can have so many, a million voices that can cloud us and create chaos. And I think uh, a really big agent of kind of chaos that can be in our lives is social media. Mm-hmm. What, what would you suggest to our viewers to soul care around social media? I'll say this in two different ways. If you're a believer, worship. Um, If you're not a believer, music. Um, Just there's power in music that just, you know, arts, um, like painting, drawing, creating something. Um, they say these things because these things put you in a place of rest. Um, you're relaxed. But on the spiritual side of this, worship, I mean, that's uh, yeah, uh, you come to a place of reverence. You come to a place of foundation and worship. And you know, come to the, you come to the table, and so within social media, you know, first and foremost, worship. I think the other thing 
and that's, I like that. That's a good question. Is I would recommend getting into a group, um, kind of like we are with our, our Thursday night group. And I would get in with a group of people who, um, he can be raw with, transparent and real. And he, I want to throw this word out, is community. Mm. Community is super important to soul care. So find something or someone that you can attach to and, you know, build. And you know, probably the last thing I would say is invest in relationships. Mm. You know, to, to two important things are worship and being relational. And those two things will tie into community for you. So, yeah, it, it's so easy. We're always on our phones or our tablets or laptops. We're surrounded by social media. Mm-hmm. So if we're surrounded, why not use it to our benefit? Yes. You know, you can, you can search all day long for things. But I would really encourage just to find a community group to get involved in, you know, online. It's, there's a richness to it mm-hmm. of walking in community. So I, in the worship part, you know, is it doesn't matter how good of a singer you are doesn't matter how well you pray. What matters is that you're doing it and that you're, you're giving honor to the Lord. And one of the ways we can honor Jesus is to take care of our heart, to guard it, um, to take care of our soul. And the other one, the reason in to do that, we need people around us that we can walk through life with. Mm-hmm. And we need people who that we can build those and so I'll tie in relationships where we can tie and be relational with. We hear investment in the terms of money so much, mm-hmm. but true investment is into a person's life. You can truly invest into a person when you invest wholeheartedly, when you invest into looking out for them, to to reaching out to them, to loving on them, to walking hand in hand through life with them. You know, that's the greatest investment you can do for your soul mm. is to be relational in someone and do community in that sense. that answers your <laughs> it, it more than answered it my friend <laughs> it was really good uh yeah community i i mean the 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 group we have thursday night uh it has been truly amazing and it, uh, it it's real and authentic uh, and so unlike 
Facebook or Instagram where it's just all the highlights of somebody's life uh, that are perfect. And to be truly real authentic, I, I believe is, is soul care too. And, mm, yes. And, and to have that real authenticity, you can bring that into social media and be like, hey, there's a, there's a different way here. I mean, it doesn't have to be all stars and, and sprinkles and <laughs> I don't know why sprinkles <laughs> popped into my head, but it did. <laughs> I'm picturing unicorns. I know, right? through the open fields. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think, it, yeah, I think it's so important to have that. And, and Joe, this is what I really love about you is the fact that you, you walk out authenticity you are unashamed of who you are and and your 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 authenticity and the the strength you bring to 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 the people who are in your life is just uh has been just so awesome to see and you know you you walked us out with me uh when i first started going to spindle city vineyard um being real and authentic, you know, just like when we were at Chris's house in the parking lot, having those conversations, those were, those were really real conversations. And, mm-hmm. and I, I wanted to bring this down to a personal level, uh, because it can be so easy to talk this out, but to really truly walk it out is, uh, is so care. And that's good. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's why I want our, uh, you know, the our listeners know that it's, yeah, uh, when you walk this out, this is soul care. It can be challenging, but it's. Well, I like to ask people a couple of questions. Um, is the first is, you know, what are you investing into, mm. and how is that taking care of you? the first question it's two parts wow and the second thing i like to ask people sometimes um i have so much to deal with you guys from thursday but i do it with people i manage so you know one of the things and when managing people you got to manage personalities And sometimes it just, you want to, you don't want to be Christ-like, <laughs> but you have to be. Um, but one of the things I like to ask them when I bring on people and I, I was training managers is what do you feel like you need to be treated as and who are you? And so one of the kids that I, I trained when I was asking about this is, do you want to be treated as someone that's ugly inside? Or do you want to be treated as someone that's honorable, respectful, kind? I said, see, if you take care of your heart, you can take care of people. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you invest in people, People no longer are transactions, is the way Thomas says. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's true. People 
you know, people will open up and come to you when they see that you just treat them in a humane way and a respectful way. And I say all this to tie it in that that's part of soul care. Yeah. See, the way you treat someone is a reflection of your heart. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that bothered me within the church, and I'm just being very honest and real with you and your your viewers, mm-hmm. is too many people want the title and not not come from a place of servitude. Mm-hmm. Too many people want a title and a role in leadership and in ministry, but they don't have a servant's heart. Too many people want to look good on Sunday and have no qualms of being ugly Monday through Saturday. So you can't ignore soul care if you want to serve. You can't ignore soul care if you want to be a person of influence. To walk out your role and your purpose, you need soul care. And ultimately, it's a heart thing. Mm-hmm. So get your heart right and get it in a place where you can have ugliness and you do it. We all fall short, glory of God. And one of my verses I love about is Romans 8 37. So we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who first loved us. Yes, hallelujah. Amen. And I think of that in terms of soul care too, because. Yeah. And so I, all this re, is a reflection of who we are. See, our identity is in Jesus. Yeah. So if I'm a child of God, why should I not treat you any less or any more than that? Wow. So soul care brings out things in you. And it allows you to tackle those things and seek out healing and things. Because at the end of the day, it's your heart and your soul. And someone's going to follow you from a place of that opposed to a bunch of words and gimmicks. Yeah. Wow. So, and, and that... At the beginning, you were asking me about this. So at the beginning, um, I was talking about how soul care and pastoral care are a hand in hand in some ways. So all that loops into what pastoral care is. Mm-hmm. So pastoral care is just a form of soul care. And that's what that what gets me excited is because it allows me to pour into people as much as they pour into me. Because I need it as much as the next person needs it. And I can't do any of this or you can't do any of this or Bob can't do this or Mary Jo. Just these, you know, you can't do anything one without Christ. 
Two, without having your heart and your soul in a place where you can function, operate, lead, and pour into as much as they pour out into you. So at the end of the day, that's how soul care um, has to be a daily thing. It has to be something we put into our daily devotion. It has to be something that we put into our walk. It has to be something that we just don't talk about it, but we walk about it. Mm. So. Wow. Get me fired up. <laughs> I can tell. And uh, that's a good thing. I, uh, I, I enjoy that about you when... You know, it's when you're passionate, you get fired up about it, and, and you, you, you know, you walk it out. You walk it out, and, and I, I deeply, I deeply respected it. I deeply respect you for that, and it, it, it always struck me like when I, when, when we first started to hang out and you know, to really see, you know, how you walked out in ministry and and then in our friendship and. You know that that really, yeah, that really struck me. And uh, so, you know, when you're when you could take care of yourself, you could take care of others, and mm-hmm. an absolutely true statement. And yeah, it's it was it was so huge for me. And and Tom also walks this out very well too. And mm-hmm. that's what I, I I love that about you guys. And and uh, yeah, it's just. You know when, when you could truly be there for another person, it changes lives. They see Jesus for sure. Even even in our brokenness, Jesus is there, and uh, that's just it's just so amazing. And yeah, I. You're a good example. Like, you're a real good example of this because you. Um, your sickness and you dealt with the ugliness of your heart and you searched and you knew your DNA Mm. you knew your identity and as you started searching and taking care of your heart and your soul here you are on a platform reaching people in a tangible way using your giftings and i think of people like even like you mentioned justin coaching us and that's a form of soul care and walking out your giftings because you know i think of john you know even mark and jason you know all these people that are mentioned they're part of our group all these people walk out soul care in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And what I truly love about, you know, on a personal level with you is there's just a joy in you that radiates regardless if you see you in person or hear you. And we speak of unspeakable um, joy and I think of you when I, I hear that term because, like, you literally walk out your trials with joy. 
Like you wouldn't be able to do that if you didn't understand or have a concept or of just the generality of what soul care is and it can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And like I truly admire you for that. And you're such an encouragement, not only to me, but a, a lot of people because you you don't abuse your platform and you don't want anything out of it. You just there to tell people like you can do this and go through these things with joy and you can go through these things with community so you know, I I champion you and I root you on because like I can't wait to see what the greater and the bigger is for you wow thank you that means a lot and yeah you're you're absolutely right i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to do what i do uh, without soul care without you. Um, it absolutely rings true uh, you know this is you know this is how we abide in christ is is being able to slow down and and mm-hmm. do that and yeah uh, thank you so much for the encouragement joe i really appreciate it. you know um i i respect you so much and I'm so glad you're you're in my life, and so glad you came on the podcast. And uh, so, oh, thank you. Yeah, no thank problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So we're gonna we're gonna end it here. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for listening. I I really yeah really appreciate that. And yeah, um, I hope you have a good rest of your night, Joe. And yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you in a couple hours, actually. <laughs> Thank you. You also. Yeah, no problem. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night.